0: I realized my wine glass, I like using this little jar thing as it, but we've also in the past used this as a, um, to keep our toothbrushes in. I just realized Mm. all around the rim is like, didn't quite clean off all the two, the like.
1: Well, it's just, it's just the holiday, it's just like the crushed holiday peppermint rim. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a. That's all it is. It's like a, like you you get it. Like a candy cane. Yeah. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the 551 podcast. I am Wes Berdine. I'm joined by mostly the the regular crew. I've got Corey Shrepel, Mark Fangmeier, Rodrigo Sanchez, Javier, and it's the return of its triumphant return uh of Alex Schieferdecker <laughs> <Alex laughs> <in laughs> Decker. Um hey man, how are you?
2: Hey, how is everybody? I'm
0: I'm doing well. Uh you have uh, what have you been filling your covid time with?
2: Uh, much the same things that I previously was filling my COVID time with.
0: Tiger King? Uh, you just keep on watching Tiger King?
2: Yeah, re- re-watching Tiger King, uh, baseball, um, soccer, and uh, kind of hoping that the world sorts itself out at some point in the near future.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's definitely going to happen on its own. Um, yeah. you, it hasn't worked out fighting, so
2: far.
3: Yeah. Are you fighting Nazis too then at the same time, Alex?
2: You know, we were supposed to have a gathering of Proud Boys at my local park, and then uh, the whole neighborhood showed up, and there were no Proud Boys. So that's a good thing, and I'm just going to take that as a win.
0: You got any neighbors who are like big Christopher Columbus fans? Yo, Christopher!
2: Not that part of the city, yeah. I think that there was a rally uh, in support of uh, CC somewhere else in South Philly, but uh, I don't live there.
0: Okay, um, well, it's great to have you back. Um, it's been a while; uh, we, we've missed you, and uh, we we talked a lot about uh, Dane Saint Clair last week. Uh, the Saint Saint Clair, and uh, he had a great week this week. So we wanted to bring you back because I know you love talking about um, uh, about goalkeepers, but also. Um, Without Wyatt Olmsberg, we haven't really had a chance to, you know, we haven't ta- seen you much this year, and I want to, I want to know who your um, big, who you've been just extremely pissed off about that we haven't been able to see.
2: Well, St. Clair was it for a little bit when when yeah. he was pulled back from his loan and then he wasn't playing, but now I'm preemptively pissed off on behalf of Mason Toy because I feel like he's not going to get the minutes that I want him to get.
0: Okay. All right. Well, uh, I mean, so I, I had a friend call uh, Thomas Chacon uh, uh, He that he was our Wyatt Olmsberg for you. Yeah. Um, so uh, this everybody's got to have one. Yeah, we all we all need a, a something to just obsess over and be stupid about. Um, uh, we're going to talk about the Minnesota draw in Houston to two. two. Um, we've got some pretty great questions. We'll try to. Um, not belabor the game so that we can get to the good questions. Uh, but let's uh, let's start with just a go around. European soccer is back in action today. Was the first FC St. Pauli uh, game of the season. I know you guys follow this really closely and really care. Uh, they went down two nothing. They are going to be terrible this year. And then uh, their new striker uh, scored two goals in two minutes. And uh, and then they finished. And then they ended up uh, hitting hitting the post right after that, like t- five minutes later. So. They almost won, but they they uh, they drew up against uh, Bochum. So there you guys go. Glad you – oh, other things. Um, lots of uh, um, Americans abroad, uh, and I know that a couple of you guys wanted to uh, bring up who who uh, caught your eye this weekend. Gio Reyna scored a goal. We had uh, Western Weston McKinney making a, a, his first start for um, a, a little club in Italy called Juventus.
1: Uh who 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 do you got who who's interesting here Gio hands yeah. down for Dortmund's first goal of the season uh he just looked absolutely stellar on and off the ball um I hope it keeps up but he's young and he'll probably trail off at some point this season but um he looks really 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 promising um and I would be very very surprised if he doesn't get a call up and doesn't start uh with the national team this fall or whenever the hell they're going to actually play. At 17? Oh yeah, 100%. Burhalter has already said
2: that he's going to be in. Really? He, he's younger than than Pulisic was, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's yeah, I think
1: he's the youngest the youngest um, yeah, definitely the youngest American to score in the Bundesliga. Um but he looks he looks so so good and smart and just um what about? I
3: mean, I just, I just like everyone. When everyone, when a young player, like a really young player, starts for the for the men's national team, like I get flashbacks of Freddie Adu. So I'm like,
0: yeah, but Freddie Adu, Freddie Adu wasn't wasn't starting for for Borussia Dortmund, Dortmund, one of yeah. the best clubs Yeah, in, but he in was the Germany. hype.
3: He was the hype. And I think Gio is great. I think he's great. I think he's he he he's benefiting from playing in in a young system.
1: And I, yeah. I really look forward to watching him play. Um, but that team and, is he, and he's surrounded by, by other young players who are just willing to try some shit and I think that's just going to be beneficial for a while and then he'll get knocked down a couple of pegs and that's expected and And I think his form will trail off a little bit but um, it's just super exciting and it's nice and it's refreshing and it's um, especially when he's feeding through balls into the pink fleshy beast that's in the front line of Doorman. You gotta
0: love Erling Holland, Chief Chief Decker. You you love he's, those those. He's really good.
2: Those young Aryan boys. <laughs> Apparently, Gio Reyna um, has a younger brother. Uh, Claudia Reyna has another son who's oh. a midfielder who's tearing it up with the NYCFC Academy. Are they just so, like
1: Reyna nesting dolls, and they just keep
2: <laughs> just younger and better midfielders? <laughs> yeah, yep.
1: they just move from the back forward. They're gonna have a forward in no time.
2: It's uh. We just, we just need. This is the answer to the age-old question of what if our best athletes played soccer? What if the best children of our best athletes played soccer is now what we're seeing.
0: Damn straight. Um, so, uh, any other Americans abroad talk, should talk about. Kenny was great. I mean, he
2: was. He 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 was put in a role where he he was set up to succeed, which was really good to see. Right? He was um, he was paired with Rabio, who is a. A more experienced midfielder. Um, they were a great pairing. They complemented each other well. He wasn't asked to make really complex passes. He played within himself, and he just he focused on winning the ball back for Juve, and he was good at that. He nearly uh, sprung uh, a counterattack that would have led to a Juve second goal. Ronaldo hit the hit the crossbar. Um, he nearly scored twice. Once he was denied by about half an inch on the, the uh, Hawkeye, or whatever they call it—the goal, the goal tracker, goal line technology, whatever. Um, I mean, he had he had a very good game, and it's impressive because you know, Juve is a top club, and their fans expect a lot. And. Um, You know, given that it's Italy, frankly, you have to mention that it's also impressive to do it as a young black man. Um, It could go very wrong uh, in Italy. Um, And uh, his first impression was really good. And that's really impressive and exciting because a lot of people didn't think he was going to make an impact.
0: Yeah, um, I uh, was just looking at the schedule for this week. uh, And I I have not in the past put Syria on most because I uh, hate the racist fans uh but now I'm going to actually have to cuz it is on ESPN uh plus that we can uh um put it uh put it on the TVs. We do have 8:30 on Saturday. And the racist
1: fans just aren't there.
0: Yeah, that's true. Hey, it's uh, it's perfect a huge um, plus.
2: There, there yeah. are some there are some fans in the in the stands.
0: Yeah, they just they they uh pur- purposely uh they didn't only, let the, just, racist only, only in. the only yeah, the no racist ones let <laughs> in. Yes. Great they thing they is only let the racist one in. Rodrigo <laughs> Rodrigo disappeared from uh from the the call uh I think he's, he's oh there he is he just wants to know about Reggie Cannon plays for Boa Vista he started for Boa Vista I did not catch that game I don't it was not televised um but uh um this uh, Saturday 8 30 in the morning Augsburg and Giorena um play uh he team Dortmund will also play um and then uh that's yeah that's before Palace and Everton and all that and then Josh Sargent with uh um, Verder Bremen is uh eleven thirty. He was he's now playing as like a left midfielder, and uh his heat map for a striker was like mostly at left back. It was very weird to see.
2: Um he needs to go down 100%. a league. 100
0: percent hundred
2: We'll go to a team yeah. that's
0: good. I mean
2: That'll feed him a ball.
0: It's it's hard to tell. I mean, but Verder are terrible to watch. I watch a lot of Bundesliga because I put it on at the bar and Oh
2: my God. He's like, like, like what um, the can young Canadian Jonathan David did with, with uh, Ghent mm-hmm. in Belgium. Like, that's the perfect situation for someone like J- Josh Sargent, like a top team in a mid tier league. So you're going to get people who are going to give you the ball and opportunities to score. do United. A team of, yeah, exactly.
0: Top I want team. my Ginger
1: Prince. I Answer want my Ginger lead. Prince.
0: He looks like um Tintin. You know that uh, those old comics. That's <laughs> yeah. every time I see him with that uh, orange. Well,
2: Kevin Kevin De Bruyne is the is the ultimate
0: Tintin oh, lookalike. That is true. God, I missed you, Alex. Uh, <laughs> all right. uh, let's uh, let us take a break because then we're going to come back and we've got uh, Minnesota versus Houston. on the 55 on podcast i am wes i'm joined by uh by four swarthy comrades uh thank you all for joining us um we're going to talk about minnesota united they went to houston for the 17th time this year dylan wolper's is officially 73 and uh and last time they were there they got uh pantsed uh, christian ramirez bought uh, a bunch of beer at the bar long distance for us and uh this time around it's going to be different ramirez was on the bench for houston didn't buy us any beer and uh you know back with the vengeance uh, minnesota united who have never won in houston as far as i as i as far as i know um <laughs> um so where do you want to start with this and uh why is it dane st clair should we start there
4: yeah he looked great okay um yeah i mean basically if it wasn't for I mean, his only real mistake was uh, that first goal that he came out and kind of, uh, you know, fisted the ball out um, that resulted in Darwin getting the um, chip over him and whatnot. Like, and who knows? Like, maybe Aha just—I mean, Aha should have cleared it, but he didn't. Uh, maybe Dane said something. I, who knows? But he came out. But other than that, I thought his positioning was great again, like similar to um, last match as well. Where he just always seemed to be in the right position, and he, I think he had like what, like eight saves, or had eight, eight shots on him. I forget exactly the number. I should don't have the. I should I could put the website in front of me.
0: No, don't, uh, don't. definitely do not. The yeah, I, it's, it's so much better to go off of memory. It <laughs> yeah, really yeah. works out
4: better for you when you don't. When you can make up your always. own batch stats. Uh, he had forty-eight saves. Uh, it was amazing. No, uh, but no, I thought he looked great, especially for being his what, like fourth start, doing good.
0: Sheaf, uh, this is this is your moment. This is uh this is like um cue some Eminem M right now. Dun, 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 dun. Um uh Dane St. Clair, one of your uh, uh hobby horses, uh, gets uh gets a few starts in a row, but this time I, I mean it feels to me like this is the game where he um made the case for maybe what we all hoped that this kind of uh, early draft pick
2: uh goalkeeper would be. Yeah, he's been he's been solid. He's been bit, what I basically hoped and expected. Um, he has been proven to be a capable MLS goalkeeper, um, and he, you know he needed the chance to show that, and I think he's showing that. Um, as Mark mentioned, he he, he it was something you notice. I mean, he has very quick feet. Um, he moves laterally really well. He can meet multiple points of attack um, and I've been impressed in all the games that we've seen him in his ability to respond to a changing play by moving across his goal um, and being in the right position and we've also seen him in a number of situations in which people have had uh, sort of breakaway or transition opportunities and when he's been asked to pick the moment to close down the ball and he's done that Pretty well. Um, he, he had a great save in, in the Houston game. Um, I forget who, who had the ball, but, but they took a sort of just a, a little bit of a long touch and he had been backpedaling. As soon as he saw the long touch, he immediately recognized that this was his opportunity to shut down the angle. Um, and the, he really hasn't gotten lucky on any of those close in opportunities. He's, he has put himself in the position to make this save. And he, he has forced the opposing player to really make an extraordinary shot if they, if they want to score and they haven't succeeded. So I've been really impressed with that. I, all, I had been sort of waiting to see what would happen, how he would respond to a longer shot, which he really hasn't had to deal with so far. Um, and he did kind of get that opportunity late in the Houston game where he had to make a low save uh, at, the, at the near post. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a shot from that great of a distance. It was within the box. But it was a shot which he had to make a diving save on. We haven't seen that in his toolkit, really. Um, and I was pleased to see him make it. Um, he still made mistakes. I mean, um, I think that the punch that led to the first goal was was an error. Um, yeah, on, and that's, that, on
0: that one, the, the ball comes in. Aha, as they're tracking. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tracking his man and um, Aha obviously ducks because I, I think it must be that St. That, um, Clair kind of calls him off. Um, but yeah. there's no... Aha should be able to mark his man. You know, it's a, it's a you know... Um,
2: he just has to get more on that cross. ball, I think. And, 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 you know, that's the kind of thing that you look at that and you say, well, you know, you, you can't sell him to Europe for big bucks if he makes mistakes like that. Yeah. So that'll be the difference um, for him, I think. But... Overall, I think he's been he's met my expectations. He's been an MLS quality goalkeeper. Um, and uh, I, you know I don't think the loons went out and, 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 and got, um, I may forget I get his name wrong, Zindejas, a uh, mm-hmm. former Sporting Kansas City goalkeeper, um, who was always just like uh, Renjik Singh has been like a career backup in MLS and a sort of USL level starter. And I think St. Clair should start over him. I think he's, I assume he's being brought in to be the backup. I'll be furious if he gets starts. Um, I think St. Clair, he's 23. He's not, you know, he's not a teenager. This is the moment in which he should be taking an MLS starting job. Um, And I think that if he's given an adequate chance to do that, he will.
0: Yeah, it's, it's very interesting where our team, and we'll talk about this when we get later to the Kai news, but our team sometimes picks um ways in which they do not want to develop players, right? We are gonna go with these kind of old, grizzled veterans who uh, you know, the I'm getting too old for this shit type guy. And then sometimes they want to develop someone. Goalkeeper is a risky place to develop someone. It's much better to, you know, goalkeepers don't cost that much. It's much better to just go find a, a good goalkeeper. there there aren't that many great ones. Um and so
2: uh, And there are like twenty Bobby Shuttleworths. Yeah, yeah.
0: Barthes. There's a, yeah there but yeah there's like a, a whole Bobby Shuttleworth aisle at uh at Keeper Mart. Um and so uh uh and and Lord knows uh basically it's just um Calvo walking down the street walking down the aisle just knocking shit over like because there's there's shuttleworths <laughs> on there but there's also like uh um uh, jars of of spaghetti sauce and he just keeps on knocking them over and then Bobby has to get off the, the you know shelf and clean it up it's 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 terrible um uh I don't know Calvin just distracted me Calvin just, I can't. <laughs> You're that, where you was going so bad I, I I know it is like uh I'm gonna take a break from calvo or uh, from uh, Saint Clair talk to talk calvo talk but um I had I have this joke that I think Fat mob should make a an alert so that when i see chicago gave up a goal is like was calvo to blame and he is almost always and he almost scored a goal this week but he was, his partner was offside calvo was good oh my god it just gives me so much joy to see when that guy fails sorry
1: it's, i know it's really stupid i just i just we we said it last week i just feel so bad for bobby to just be behind that guy for like 4 years
2: yeah bobby, and, bobby, bobby I, twilight
1: can, the, the and twilight Wyatt of his too. career
2: and don't feel bad because because it's a if your defense is bad, it's a great opportunity for a goalkeeper to look good. You know, you're gonna get you're gonna get an opportunity to make some heroic saves. I mean, like no one, nobody. nobody I, I don't know. Daniel Vega should not be starting for an MLS team, but because San Jose are such a tire fire all around, he escapes the blame that he is really due because he's bad.
1: Yeah. Oh God. But yeah. he
2: gets like three heroic saves a game because he just can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> His body's
0: there. It just it just magically Right. yeah. Uh, no. yeah, yeah. I mean Bobby Shuttleworth killed the Avatoss. We all know it. So um all right, back to Dane St. Clair. Um anyone else have, have Um Well let's talk about the PK save. Um he's up against uh Darwin Quintero, um and uh and Quintero goes uh hard but to the middle and uh and man St. Clair gets it with his kind of hand leg.
2: I mean that is lucky.
0: Yeah, but you put your body. He was out there. diving
2: away, and Contreras hit it too hard. If if Quintero had hit it softly, it would have been a goal. But he didn't. He did actually. It very know, much reminded I mean, me
4: of. Do you remember uh, the 2018 U.S. Open Cup when uh, Darwin missed a PK against Houston in that same net? Yes, because I was to, there. Yeah. I was uh, yeah. in Houston and,
0: behind the goal in the rain, and
4: and when I saw Darwin approach, I was like, "Well, this looks familiar." I bet you he misses, and sure enough, he does
1: because. You know that's I think what
0: he we, actually missed and uh he didn't get it saved he just missed the no, yeah, that, I think that, that one yeah
1: this was actually on target like yeah. when he walked up we were watching outside at a friend's house and uh he walked up to the to the to the spot I said he's just gonna try to chip this right down the middle um but one of the things that I found interesting was um Dane actually there was a quote from him remember or Heath talking about I can't remember but they were like you know they. He's obviously studied Darwin. They know Darwin's tendencies for PKs, which is to go slightly left um, if he's gonna if he's gonna come up from that spot. And Dane was like, I just tried to delay him as much as possible and stay on my line. And um, yeah, it worked. Or, sorry, go to the keep. Go to the keeper's left. He's like, yeah. so you know, he went that direction. But I mean, it worked. I think he. But but the, the thing that, that's interesting, just the dynamics of that PK, Darwin, I forget who who um, drew the foul, but Darwin immediately ran up and was like, give me the ball. I guess? need to score this PK yeah, against they this like team. Kind yeah. of, they kind of fought, um,
0: but yeah.
1: He's like, yeah. I'm going to score the PK against this team. And it was just like, oh, this is going to end badly for you. I really hope it ends badly for you. So... Um, so- do you want do, so, Rodrigo, you want to, yeah. No, I, I just want to say, like,
3: well, the one thing that I do like about Dane a lot is the way that he covers the near post a lot. And he does a really good, efficient job. And we've seen, uh, and I can't judge Miller because apparently he was injured during, during the whole time. But we all remember the Miller uh, the Miller shuffle that left the near post wide open and, and, and got scored on um, during the tournament. Um, and, I, and I really appreciate the fact that he, he takes care of that near post quite a lot and a lot of people are trying to get the ball in that way and he, and he's able to put a hand on it or he's able to to do that I think uh I, I think it's it's exciting right like when we when he when he were drafted, I was like yes right I was like look this is a, a starting keeper for a for a national team you know like it's it's as close as we're gonna get to uh you know uh Galese right it's you know, the closest thing we're going to get to.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the loons could never reach those heights, but we can come close, you know.
0: Um. So let, let, let's move on to a, a few other people. I, I want to point out, you, maybe you, you can all pick uh, who you want to focus on. Ramon Matanir, we've talked in recent weeks about how his dip in form it continued to dip. He looked bad. If I was Bruce McGuire, I would say, woof. Uh, he was to blame for the first goal or first for that PK. Um, it, he he like got chased. It was like he was chasing his tail. And then there was a, a player trying to get the ball from him while he was chasing his tail. He couldn't just clear it or find a space to get the ball out of there. And you even had Boxall kind of right behind him saying, just lay the ball off to me. I'll, I'll kick it long. Um, he had a, a couple other moments of, of poor defending um he had a couple of moment here or there that, that was good but um uh i, I think I, I don't know he came back off after his uh suspension and um and he just doesn't look very good he hasn't for a
1: while he looks he looks gassed he looks tired i don't i don't know if it's if it's the injury or if it's just the the accumulation of just minutes that he tends to put on certain players Can I can um, a,
0: um Point out that we've had two red cards from uh, that that looked like very what I would consider bad decision making, tired end of the game decision making from Metnir and Gregush, who are players that play ninety minutes every day or every week, twice a week, et cetera. Yeah, they
1: need they need a Snickers. They
0: they're, they're, yeah they <laughs> they're just angry. Yeah,
1: they're, that, they're just...
2: it's a little hard to sort of reconcile. The lack of subs in the Houston game, with like the wholesale squad changes. Oh, we're
0: gonna go there against
2: Sporting Kansas City last week. Like, I I was really happy with the Sporting Kansas City thing, and I was like, "We good. We're resting players. Finally, this is great." And then, Houston game, like new boss, same as the old boss. All
4: right. Yeah. Especially, especially because like I just noticed like. They scored in like what was that? Like Houston tied up in like what about the 69th minute or something like that? Yeah, in the 69th minute, Houston tied it up. And after that, like we just looked like we were out of options. Like we just like we had nothing going on and we just needed a spark. And he's just sad like even like ten minutes later, I was like, do something. You know, do something. And it's still say like, it, Mark. Well, You mean say it?
0: You mean like Marlon Like Freak cone Yeah. Well, Okay, let's, let's take it back a, a few steps. Um, the ch- the changes that were made, we don't know much about Jose Aha coming on for Bakai um, DeBasi. Um, uh, apparently, um, the the team didn't say much or, or give any clarity. Then the the next change we get is Marlon Harrison coming on for Mason Toy. So we have a right winger coming on for the only striker. So that puts... It looks like Molino up top. Um, Molino, I, I would note, like, toward the end of the first half... Was walking. You know, there was that play where um, uh, he was involved right in the opposition's box, and he starts walking back. He doesn't jog. He walks back. It takes a solid 15 seconds for the ball to kind of get get moved back, and then there's a long pass forward, and he's still offside after 15 seconds. He looked gassed. I don't know how you can watch the game and not see these players who look tired. Molino for the second goal. Was the man marking, uh, what's his name? Who who scores? You've got the the notes here. Um, uh, Figueroa? It was Figueroa. 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 Yeah. Figueroa. Um, that was Molino's man in the box, and he just barely followed him. Uh, that that to me was that that this two points loss was completely one hundred percent on the lack of of uh, substitutions because then we had Molino go off injured, and now. Not only did we give up two points in uh, Houston, but now we're looking at Columbus where we're missing our most exciting player, Kevin Molino. Um, And and Gregus. And Gregus. Yeah. 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 As as well. But like that to me is just like terrible team management. And we say it every week and that's what kind of drives me crazy. It's just, just like, we know that you've got a very hard game. Best team in the league is coming up on Wednesday. And you didn't put Raheem Edwards on, like you. You didn't. You had Aaron Schoenfeld on the bench, and you you brought Hairston on instead. I, I just don't.
1: I don't. Know, it, it's it baffles my brain. And 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 we didn't bring Schoenfeld on until what the 86, 90, minute. 86 minutes something like that. Yeah, it's like
3: yeah, like what's the point e- of that?
1: Yeah, it's like you're not close. Losing out a game at that point, like he should have been yeah. on fifteen minutes ago.
3: I mean, that's just just like when when Tab Bramos brought in brought in Christian Ramirez with like four minutes to go, I think, or something like it that. It was in the ninetieth minute. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. in style. It was it. like, what's what's the point of that? Like, here is every time we switch our forward for our um, for our, our, our um, a midfielder, it's like we totally lose everything. Like. That that we have up front, right? And, and and then you all you all remember the, the Reynoso experiment up top, right? Yeah. And that was like one of those things that we were like was like mind boggling in the aspect of it, like, like, and I, and I just don't I just don't get it, like like like. We have options. We know we have options, and I'm sure against Columbus, he's gonna throw another another SKC model out there. And um and, and it's it's just it's just it's just just gonna you know, keep on going. That's one of the things that I that, that drives me a little bit like crazy is the aspect that we know we have depth in some places, right? But we don't seem to want to try and in a in a, in a season, right, that it's not a regular season. Like if this is the t- if this is the time to try new things and figure out what you got, right? This is the time to do it.
2: That, that's sort of what kills me is that, you know, Minnesota, the loons are deeper now than they've ever been. And I know that they have some big injuries. But you, you don't, that depth, we have, you have to use it. <laughs> you know, you can't just, the substitution pattern is, this, is really the same as it was in 2017, despite the fact that the players who are on the bench are of a completely different caliber from the players that we had to call on back then. And that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah.
0: And the, 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 what, the, what does it say the, a, about what you believe in, not just Tommy Chacon, but Raheem Edwards uh, and, and th- these other players that, that they... Well,
2: and something out, the, the Toy substitutions for Hayes, would Hayes or Hairston come in for the, Toy yeah. makes no sense to me. Because as you said, I mean, you know, Mason Toy hasn't really been scoring. Everyone can see that. He, he does play that role of a striker his deficiencies in his game are not that he doesn't lead the line like a number nine should. He, he, he knows how to make those runs. He knows how to be threatening. And there are situations in which he is a very threatening player to play against. He has a lot to learn. He has a lot to learn in the air. He has a lot to learn in sort of that, that half second sort of Wanda move where you get yourself open and get in front of the ball and, put it in that he's a lot to learn in terms of goal scoring but in terms of the shape that he provides for the team as a number nine he can do that as can Schoenfeld and I don't get why you bring in I mean I, I maybe I guess with a two goal lead you, you know you want to add more solidity but it,
4: we only had a one goal lead at the time
2: right it, it exactly and it breaks breaks the formation that we have in a way that's very confusing to me. Particularly I, in, I don't get those substitutions at all.
0: We've had this, and now I'm blanking on which other game this happened in, but um, it was Dallas or- <clears throat> I forget. Um, you have this where you start making substitutions and it requires you then to completely change up how the front line is working. It requires you to move this guy over there so that you can do this. And then you bring the next person on and Robin Lude moves over here. You had the one game where Robin Lude moved from the left to the center to the right. And it was just like, what the hell? What, what? Why are you doing this? And this game where you make the change where, you know, you could have brought in. I mean, sh- I assume if Schoenfeld's on the bench, he's he's available for more than four minutes. Um, you could have brought Schoenfeld in. You could have brought in um, a player on the left side. Uh, for Molino to move him up for a toy or something. But instead you put Hairston. You could have brought, could ra- have
1: brought in an Edwards on Edwards.
0: the left. and Instead you brought Hairston to put him on the right so that you move Lud over to the left, which is literally his kryptonite. The man, like, he gets over there and it's like Field of Dreams, right? Like, all of a sudden everything, like, you don't go past, you do not let Lud go past the Little Rock line. We all know that he can't go back. Um, he's stuck there. Um Anyway, I don't know where that metaphor goes, but uh, what's the
1: what's the the, yeah, I was gonna make it, it doesn't matter. The joke is not gonna um, so uh, yeah, anyway,
0: um, so yeah, I I don't understand the 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 move uh, over there um, for all these substitutions, but I want to know if if any of you other anyone else has uh, uh, players that that you want to focus on who who kind of stood out uh, good or bad.
4: Oh, boy. Uh, Reynoso looked really, really good again. Um, In that, I noticed one thing, too, like defensively in this match, he was really good in how you could tell that when we were pressing and we were doing it well, that he was leading the press. Like he was uh, the one that was pressing on the right side and then Toy was kind of pressing on the left side. And he was definitely leading. Like you could see him yelling at Toy of where to go. And also, just his uh, defensive recovery was pretty amazing too. There were a couple times where um, like, players lost the ball and he quickly sprinted back and recovered the ball, stole back, and got us back on attack again. Like He's really, really good on that. And also, he had some just great balls again, setting up some quality chances for us again.
0: Is, is Bebelo going to give us uh, any of those really... Um... Killer Molino moments that you get right where um, where you just you know like the goal he had in this game. Molino almost had a goal in the second half uh, that was a great shot from the top of the box. Um, is Babello going to do stuff that is more uh, underrated where we'll start to take him for granted? Because he's think doing he a lot a goal of work. He
2: didn't score a lot of
0: goals from for boca No, I think he had like six goals over a couple of years yeah.
2: I think, you know, we used to talk about how Miguel Ibarra was when he, the couple games when he played centrally, or just the games when he had the freedom to sort of run all over the pitch and he was sort of the facilitator he was just connecting players uh, he was sort of the middleman between players in different parts of the attack and I think Reynoso has some of those qualities, he's better than Miguel at it he, 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 he plays quicker he's, he's a sexy Miguel he 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 is the he's the fastest playing player we've ever seen for Minnesota. Nobody we've seen makes decisions with the ball more quickly than he does, um, and, and he's he, good decisions with the ball that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, and he takes you know, unlike Miguel, right? He he takes real chances with those two and, and succeeds. Right? Like Miguel right. was. A, Miguel was that glue guy, but he was playing it safe a lot. You
2: know, and he has the gravity on the field to pull in defenders and. You know, I mean, this is something I've been saying for years and years and years, which is that Molino cannot be the primary chance creator on the team. But he's great as like a 1B or a number two option. And when you have Quintero or Reynoso, who is that lead guy, it really frees up Molino as well um, to be an attacking force. And I think... Reynosa almost gives Molino sometimes the space to make those, as you described them. Molino plays. Um, yeah,
3: I, I think also like one of the things that Reynoso also brings is is the physicality aspect of it. Like in the previous game, we saw him take it to Kyle Beckerman, and this time he had it. He, he had it with Vera, and yeah. and there was that Vera scissors kick that should have been a red call. Yeah, he drew red carded my in my opinion because that was a. But he he always had someone he picks on throughout this whole throughout the game, and he just literally just you know. Play plays pawn with them and just 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 takes it to him. And I think most of all, like I'm I'm looking forward to when Reynoso starts getting more confident um, and just taking those free kicks, like that that one that went after the uh, post. I think yeah, that was it was beautiful. That was beautiful, and that was just like literally like thirty yards out, and you're like and i think i remember the announcers going is he going to try to try to try this one and all all of a sudden if it wasn't for that post that, that baby was going in and and i think he's only taken two uh, free kicks so far since this dude it and i think which which brings me up to talk about Gregush, right because that's Gregush's role and he was taking corners as well Reynoso was taking corners as well in, th- in this game as well so like my question is Gregorich is in the aspect of like, he is, you know, he's, he's playing without Ozzy, Right. And then he's trying to uh, figure out how to work within the system that Reynoso is now in and who is now the, the as, as Alex pointed out, the the chance creator, right. The person that creates the chances. Right. So how does, how does his function work and give it granted to him on that first goal, he was quickly able to decide in, in, in that turnover in the middle of the field and, um, his options were a through ball to Toy and through two defenders, or play it out wide to to Molino, and I think that was the right decision, and that was something good for him to to hold on to because in the past three or four games he has he has not played well. So,
0: and who else um, do you, do you guys want to point uh, point out, good or bad? Uh, um, we don't have to go through the whole lineup, but I'm I'm just kind of curious if you want to call anyone out or giving anyone, anyone some praise. I thought
4: Toy looked pretty bad. Yeah. Like, I was happy to see him getting subbed off in, like, what 60-whatever minutes he came out. Just because there was one point where um, Robin Lude had the ball and was kind of, like, breaking down the um, right sideline. And Mason Toy was just running parallel with him. And, like, you could see Lude just waiting for him to do something, like... Make a run to the near post, make a run to the far post, just do something. And he literally is just like kind of like jogging with him and just standing there with like two defenders in between both of them and doing nothing. And you could just kind of see the frustration from Lude and just there's just no creati- creativity from Toy whatsoever. And he, yeah, he just, like guess one opportunity, like there was another um, time when um, Reynoso had like a really great curling ball in that went straight to, um, Toy's foot like near the top of the 18 yard box he took oh, one yeah. step and just like drilled it and he was he just took too much time and there was already a defender like within feet of him and it got and his shot was blocked and it's just he just looked like he had no creative ideas for what to do on
1: or off the ball well that's that's something that I one you notice when he came off he just looks down like he his confidence is not there he looks he knows that this is his shot and he's just not He's he's not taking it. Um, I don't necessarily know that he's being given the best of chances right now. But um, you know, even when uh was it when Robin Lud had had his goal uh that he kind of pseudo-poached from Toy, but Toy didn't could also couldn't just tap in um that uh deflected shot from the, the Molino shot for the second goal, you know. They uh, everyone is getting together and they're like celebrating the goal. And Reynoso's like congratulating Lud and he's like looking at Toys, like, Come on, come on, yeah, we're we did, do, we're doing it, we're doing it. And Toys just like, I don't care, man, like he just looks down and it looks, it's, it's, I don't know what to, I don't know what he's gonna do. I think his confidence shot, and he just looks like his um, he's just not having fun,
3: yeah. I mean, I. I think one of the things we have to understand is like before a Reynoso, like we tried to feed our our, our forward, and with Reynoso in the system, it is quite obvious, at least to me, is that we are asking our wingers to score those goals, and not our forward, and 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 uh, credit given to Houston. Houston took away the middle of the field, uh, and specifically in the attacking in our attacking third and there weren't as many opportunities for for uh, Toy to get any service but at the same time like I I, I I i know he's young and i know he's trying to get experience but I, when was the last time he played a full 90 minutes toy like i, I can't I remember, remember toy's family i don't he, he played 60 70 minutes and i and i get that you know people expect a lot of them to be doing that but at the same time with Amarilla hurt for how long we don't know and having just another uh, we signed just uh, Kamara recently. We literally we have two 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 extra working forwards. So like you're gonna have to pl- you're gonna have to play him. But if he's not working um, in the aspect, of you're not gonna feed him the ball, then tell him that he's gonna have to make those other runs because he pulled people when uh, for Molinos' goal, he pulled the defender for Molinos' goal. He could have been the selfish person and try to and try to score that goal, but he let it go and let Lude shoot that one. So I mean I think. There are some negatives and there are some positives, but the only way that he's going to get better if he keeps on playing. Him.
0: Yeah, um, he needs time to develop. And, and then, I, I mean, I think that this is a perfect year to let him develop. Um, you know, I, I think that the stakes are pretty low. Um, we've talked about this on the podcast. Um, he, yeah, he needs to work on kind of his movement and his, the the danger that, that he creates. Uh, and uh, I am kind of, interested to see how he develops with bebelo right now he finally has someone who who's there to kind of help create far closer to him so the action is closer to him i do watching bebelo play out there um man it makes me wish that we had amaria i wanted to, i like we only got those first two games from amaria and i wanted to see the those two um link up because i think that that is what you know, Bebelow was brought in to do. Bebelow was not brought in to feed Kai Kamara or to, to lead up to a ball going, uh, and getting a corner kick so that you can put the ball in there, um, for Kai Kamara to put in. Um, that's not what he was brought for, but you know, this year, maybe, maybe that that's what you're doing for a little bit. Um, I'm going to wrap up the, uh, the, the game. Uh, um, we didn't kind of hit all, all the points of it, but, um, I want to hit some of these questions. Uh, it was, uh, I think, uh, two points. Definitely dropped. Uh, it means that we have uh, seven from the seven games post uh, tournament. We have uh, seven points, which is not a, not a very good uh, haul, I would say. Um, you know, I think we're still in good uh, position moving forward, but we've got an extremely tough game on Wednesday at six thirty against Columbus Crew and uh and then rsl look bad but it's an away game and so who knows um uh we might be bad they might be good so you never know um let's take a break we'll come back we got some questions (laughs) the 55 one podcast we've got kai kamara news kai kamara 36 year old striker journeyman as they say but also legend of mls this is his eighth club he is the fifth all-time leading goal scorer in mls he comes to minnesota united uh, courtesy of 150k in gam and a second round draft pick um uh so that's our signing of the week and uh I think this is like one of those ikopara things where it feels like it's a rare moment where pretty much everyone this is a universally greeted uh signing which is kind of funny for you know signing a 36-year-old striker is is, a, is something that kind of unites the uh the the fan base which is a very rare thing.
4: I think the one tweet it I saw that was hilarious is that the the two things that Minnesota United supporters can agree on is that this is a great signing and that we all hate Don Dwyer.
0: <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. Remember when we almost signed that motherfucker?
2: Oh my God. I think the thing about Kai Kamara is that it's like two years too late. Uh, he would have been, boy, he would have been a, a great signing um, when we were crossing the ball to Angelo Rodriguez and not scoring. But now we've got this team that in theory should, and we've seen can score with the ball on the ground. We're not playing sort of 20 crosses a game. Um, and so he's, he's a very good striker and he can score with his feet, but it's, it's just funny to me that we're making this move now when we finally got a team that can play real, real soccer versus.
0: Well, especially as we're, we're playing as a, now we are an, a counterattacking team, right? We use, Toy is getting better at, still not great at, but um, pressing the ball. And you're not going to get 70 minutes from Kai Kamara of pressing the ball and racing on the counter. Um, uh, you know, I'm I'm a little older than Kai, and uh, I I know that I am uh, only kind of a professional athlete. But uh, you know, your knees start to hurt when you're an old man, and uh, um, yeah. So I, I I just I'm I'm kind of curious at. What he brings uh to the buildup I mean I know that we will have set pieces, and Reynoso has been very good at set pieces uh Greg Ush, we obviously know is good, and we don't have uh that beautiful um Julius Caesar uh, forehead of uh, Aikopara, so now we've got Kaikamara, which rhymes with Iikopara and
4: and I think and also I mean what he's uh his contract is done at the end of this season, and there's not an option for the team. So as far as what it's costing the team, it's like, I mean, I actually don't know what he's making this year, but it can't be too much. And also, I mean, what we gave up for him, like, what, 150 in, um, you know, MLS and Garber box, yeah. Yeah, I mean... If our backup goalkeeper that we, who I don't even remember his name that we just signed from Nashville does well this year, that's how much we pay for him. So it's like it's next to nothing for what we got him for as far as MLS like trades go, and it's pretty low risk, high reward. So I I think it's great, and I don't I don't think we would have
1: made this if Amaria didn't have an extended injury. Right. Yes, and Schoenfeld and,
0: and it, is is obviously, you know, hit or miss. We touch are. and go, but. Um, I, I do think, though, you are giving up, uh, Mark, to, just to, to push back a little bit, um, you're giving up some things of, like, we've gotten good people in the second round in the draft, right? Hassani one. came. One. Just one?
4: Okay. I, I mean, wasn't but, it in, um, in Jeff's column where he said that the only uh, – Second round draft pick to ever see playing time on M- uh, Minnesota's first team is Dotson, and that's okay. it. Like, okay. it's, it, I think Dotson's a bit of an anomaly, especially since how teams are being less and less reliant on the college draft, anyways. Like, anything out of the first round is kind of worthless, anyway. So, I, I don't see it. Yeah. So,
0: um, uh, I, I'm now remembering that we definitely made fun of the Hassani, uh, uh, draft because. No one at MLS proper had anything to say about him. I think Matt Doyle was like, oh, "This is a guy." He was. They were so pro- surprised. They were like, "He's a guy. He's played soccer." Um, but they did give up. You know, 150k in gam. Uh, you know, it's it's not uh, nothing, and it's just for half a season here. Um, and I, I do think the only risk. I don't think it's a, a high risk. I think you're right, but the only risk is that. You risk – he doesn't fit with how we're playing right now. And so if we want to use him as a 30-minute, you know, play Mason Toy for 60 minutes, play uh, uh, Kai Kamara out there to just like put the his head on the, the ball in a set piece, maybe that's it.
3: But Rodrigo? And that that was going to be my next question. Like, there's a lot of chatter uh, going on. It's like, what do you do first, right? Do you give toy the sixty minutes to play first? Do you start toy or do you start Kai, right? Dude, which one? Which one is the way that you're going to go to? And which one do you? And I think that's a valid question. I mean, I, I I see myself give the kid, specifically in this season that we're having, give the kid as much playing time as you can. And then when you can't, if it's still like zero zero or a one zero lot losing, then you bring in. Kamara to be able to provide that that spark and and do that and and the way Chase is 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 being more active in the offense and trying to shoot slash cross the ball one of those can find Kamara's head so
0: I don't know have you seen some of those crosses (laughs) I mean I think the yeah it's gonna be his cross
4: is gonna be so his shot is gonna be so off it's gonna be the perfect cross for a header I
2: you know. I think it might not hurt to put Toy in the 30 minute roll for a couple games. Um, I just am scared to death that it's going to be Kai Kamara for 60 minutes and Marlon Harrison for 30 minutes. Yes,
0: uh, I, I feel that. Um, so, Eric Silva Brenneman, these are now Twitter questions. Uh, Eric Silva Brenneman says, Alex, send me vegan Philly cheesesteak from that one spot. Will you send me?
2: Uh, I will not send you. I don't think it'll uh- keep.
0: Yeah, vegan Philly cheesesteak in a box sent It's by. very
2: good. It's but you have to come here. Yeah.
0: All right, Alex Hintz says uh this is a great question. You're GM for one day. What single move do you make for Minnesota United FC? Uh number 6. Yeah, I know. No don't I'm not going to let you. You have to you're a GM, make a move. Don't don't just be like I'm I'm you no know, GM is like I want a number 6. Gason number 6. Could you have made the yeah. Jordy Reyna uh pickup? That he just went to uh, to DC United. Jackson Duell. Jackson Yule. You just pay you you say, I'm gonna give a million dollars in gamtam Tam for Jackson Yule. Yep. Okay. Doesn't isn't Jackson Yule just Jan Gregush though? Like don't they play basically the same?
3: You see my point. Okay.
0: So then what do you... Okay, great. All right. Rodrigo made a made a call here. Who else? What what else? Big GM, big fancy pants
4: uh, All right. I mean, maybe sign... uh Reach out to Newcastle, sign Yedlin as a um, number six.
3: Why? <laughs> Why do you do this to me, Mark? We've had this freaking ah, guy. <laughs> oh, my God. We are not getting Yedlin. All right? He's... Uh, That's he's, it. He, no. He, he doesn't no. have the
4: legs to be a fullback anymore, but he could be a very good stay at home numbers. no
3: no we're, 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 I've, I've had enough torture of watching Yelling play for Newcastle on pirated websites
2: I am not doing that with this team
4: <laughs> Just, it's a good moment oh my god
2: what about if we signed um, there's a 23 year old attacking midfielder who plays for America he's uh, Colombian uh, Nicolas <laughs> ben, <laughs> ben, oh, Nicolas ah. Benedetti yeah what if we signed him for I,
4: I, he's probably cheap. I hear he's coming off an injury. Oh man, that would be good.
0: Him and Babalo and Molino. You just never. It's like they're they're like the. It's the, a number ten
4: the, pivot. Have you ever seen a number ten pivot? Because no, I have. Shell
0: game. The three of them. It's like who's got the ball? One of us got the ball. Who knows? Um, that that would be beautiful. Um,
3: we we have this tendency to bring back former former Minnesota players or well, players who have a. Have a connection to Minnesota. That's why I was like throwing Jackson in there the whole thing. So you're saying we just,
1: we just throw money at Ibsen?
3: No,
0: I know what you're saying. Fernando Bob. Bob lives, know. man. Bob forever. Um, Bobby's yeah. world.
2: I mean, I think it are actually, but somewhat serious answers that are difficult to answering this question is a little bit aside from the age issue of, again, the number six. We don't have huge holes on this team, we have injuries. Um, but we don't have huge like holes in the roster construction. I mean, this this is a team that should be able to win MLS Cup, I think.
0: Yeah, especially if it if you've got the fitness of Amaria, if you have one more fit striker, and you've got uh,
1: fit Aussie uh, Alonso.
2: and Opara but I'll throw
1: I'll throw a wrench into this if you want. I would say I would unload Jan Gregoosh right now if you could
3: I see what you're doing Corey I see what yeah. you're doing I see what yeah.
4: you're doing yeah what are you I
3: doing? think this okay. is a terrible idea by the way yeah
4: why mm-hmm.
1: no. why I just I, take I, don't, I, take I, th- I think his value is going to be great and uh, it, I think yeah just do it why not okay. let's see what happens All Right, right let's, let's let's put dots in there let's you know Ozzy we've you know we're already going to go get Yedlin so it's, let's just do it
0: Um, uh, Josh E at easy hall, easy hall says, even though y'all claim to be claim, you hope we don't win any silverware this year. Uh, sorry. I tried that. Would you like, would you take it back during the pre cup final 55 one podcast if loons are actually in it? Um, this, this comes from us kind of saying, uh, that we, we don't want to win the cup this year. I, I think that that to, to, to fully finish the caveat of what I think that we were all saying, or at least I was saying, uh, was that I would rather the team set itself up and prioritize next year. Um, I would be pretty bummed if we won this year and I was not able to be in the stands. Um, uh, It would be awesome to win, but it would not feel as great. And if like you're going to get a once in a decade or two chance to win an MLS Cup, It would suck to have it be the COVID year. That's what I was saying. And if it's like a matter of like, you know, killing people this year or like getting some blood and getting Mason Toy ready for next year or something like that, I would rather see us, you know, doing a a marathon, not a sprint. Is that I mean it
2: doesn't really work that way. It's not like you get one expendable chance. But but
0: but it does I I do
2: think I do think that it is a reality that this year's competition is not it's always going to have a little bit of an asterisk to it because it's just different. It's weird. It's not a fair schedule. I mean, it's it just is what it is.
1: I I agree with you. I I mean, the first time we would win MLS Cup, I wouldn't want it to be this year. But would I get behind it? Fuck yeah! Like you what? Take yeah, it. everyone but, would. Yeah, and I mean, win the, win the win the fake cup and then defend it next year. Like. And you've already set yourself up and you've become a destination because people see your trajectory is coming up and players want to come here. So it's like, you know, Reynoso is going to, you know, forwards are going to be salivating to to be on the receiving end of Reynoso's uh, service. So it's like, yeah, why not? But I would absolutely want to be in the stadium. To- Toby Seisler says, should
0: we should we be scared knowing Heath might uh try to bench Dane for a simple mistake and turn to a quote unquote experienced hand in the net?
4: Yeah, name yeah, an
3: experienced hand in the net that we have currently.
4: Yeah. Yeah, we don't have anybody.
2: I, I mean, think we Dane has such uh, MLS. We have, we have the one guy that, that,
4: that we just traded for who is still in quarantine, so Yeah. yeah.
2: And both I, him and Renditsing have like a similar amount of MLS experience to St. Clair. <laughs> I mean, we're not, there's not, we're not dealing with someone who's like a five-year MLS starter on this team.
0: At Sean D. Collins says, Freddie
3: Emmings, I- uh, Freddie Emmings, uh, Freddie Emmings.
0: Uh, Will Alex start writing again for the site on any topic? Well, 551 is pretty much kind of a, uh, uh, Dead, uh, in terms of new new writing. But Alex, are you writing on uh, street stuff, on uh, transportation stuff at all?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I've written a lot of stuff on uh, streets MN. So if you want to read me writing about why light rail planning is really bad, go check that out. Or why housing policy is racist. I wrote about that one recently too.
0: Excellent. Um, I, I miss you writing about soccer stuff too. But um, uh, let's see. Uh Brandon DePillis says, Who's Alex? <laughs> <laughs> the, you, that, the face you're making is great. So that's that's Alex. Face, for, face, face for podcasting, baby. Um, Turkish Zath says, Is there a point anymore? Maybe. Uh, hey, to yeah. earn? Or just. <laughs> I think it's more an
3: existential question here. It's more like more like win, baby, and free Chacon.
0: That, yeah, I mean, all I do, all I do is live for uh, my my Chaconista moments. Uh, I I was, you know, last podcast we talked about how Chacon uh, is likely going away, and now we hear that he might not be going out on loan, uh, and then he doesn't come on. Oh my god, it's just fucking toying with us. Uh, you know what, Heath? We're not going to buy it. Robin Lud is the greatest player of all time, and he should never ever be substituted off that pitch he can go 90 minutes every day of the week so Lood is our new
1: six? is you. our new six. oh my god just just a team full of load just, just the soft the soft feet and None more load. big and except, so pale except, soft you, feet and big
0: load except um if if you put 11 loads out there you would just have them all play on the middle or to the right you would just completely let them come you come at you from, uh, on the left. All right, everyone. That's it. That's the end of the podcast. That's it. Now we've got to figure out what to cut of our stupid comments. Um, so uh, Wednesday, six thirty uh, is Columbus. Uh, if you want to come check out uh, the UEFA, the Euro- European Super Cup on Thursday, or um, or something, go check out the uh, the Twitter feed of Blackheart of Saint Paul. Um, we've got uh, the schedule of what we're opening for. Um, I will be. I don't know which weekend, which uh, day I'm bartending this weekend, but I'll be there watching soccer and uh, and hope to see some people. And uh, in the meanwhile, Corey, Mark, Rodrigo, Alex, it's great to talk to you, Alex. It's great to have you back on the podcast. Uh, um, uh, Join us. Uh,